This is Michael Barham, author of When the Ball Goes Flat. You are now listening to Moments of Grace podcast with Dr. Butler. Our podcast has been nominated for five SPIN Awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the SPIN Awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. Hello, my name is Deaconess Linda McManus. And I just finished listening to Dr. Butler's um, interview on Moments of Grace with Sister um, Sharon Quarles. I admire her strength and courage to even share her experiences with the audience. She is truly a conqueror. And thank you for sharing that. And I have forwarded to other family members of mine so that they can share in listening to your story and that they can further protect their children and listen and uh, watch their children and listen or search for any signs of any discomfort and constantly check in with their children to make sure that they are okay. Thank you again for your interview. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I want to speak to my parents just for a moment. Parents, parents-to-be, people that are considering being, being parents and uh, people that are all over the world, we first of all, I want to tell you all, thank you so much. We have just um, hit over 6,500 downloads of Moment of Grace in over 42 countries on four continents. Thank you all so much. If you're, you're a listener to Moments of Grace and you have sent us your um, your salutations on on how the show has impacted you. I want to thank you so much. If you've never reached out to us, I want to thank you also. If the show has done anything in your life, your hours of listening to my guests, listening to myself, if it has impacted your life in any way, that's what we're here for. Just for a moment to my parents. And I want you to think about this. I want everybody to think about this. If you're a parent, parent-to-be, you're looking at one day having children and you're listening to us just something for you to think about one of the most selfish things you will ever do is to have a child stop before you flip out you know <laughs> i know i know it, it it's it may seem seem odd may seem out of place but but i want you just to think about it i want you to think about it for just a moment what it takes to have a child you and if it was consensual you and your partner your wife your husband your mate you either by accident or by planning you made a decision 
to bring someone in the world that first of all had no choice of choosing you. They couldn't pick your name out of a, a, a book. They didn't read your resume. They had nothing to do with you choosing them. So one of the most selfish things that we can do as human beings is to have a child. Now, I truly believe in Psalms 127 and 3, I believe. It says children are a gift from God and they are a reward from him. That's the Bible. That's what God says. What this old preacher and psychologist says is that you're selfish if you had a child. So the one thing that a child deserves, since it is your selfishness that brought them here, is to make sure they live the best life they can live. And make sure that they're loved. They're not going through pain. They're not going through the stress. Your job is to parent them. Your needs, your desires, your wants are put on the back burner because of your selfishness. Now, there's another dynamic because those of us that are parents to try to do everything we can to make our children's lives better. There's also a darkness to some selfishness also. There's a darkness to some men and women that don't treat their children as if they should be treated like God's little angels. And today we're going to talk with one of uh, Amazon's best-selling authors. She's written a beautiful book about her pain or struggles, but also how she has gotten through. The book is A Bonafide Conqueror. And her name is Sharon Quarles, and we'd like to welcome Sharon to Moments of Grace. Welcome, Sharon, to Moments of Grace. Thank you. Sharon, would you tell the audience who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into our discussion? Okay, um, I'm Sharon Quarles, as he said. Uh, I've been married to my husband, Neil, for 27 years. We have two, um, do uh, two children, one daughter, she's the oldest, and one son, and um, they went off to college and... Um, they are my babies uh, still, but um, I love to cook, and I love to travel, and I love praising and serving God. Wonderful, wonderful. So you've been been married for 27 years, and um, two children married 27 years, uh, kind of the, what we would call um, the American nuclear family, you know, the the two and a half kids and, and, and married a white picket fence and all of that. So you've, <laughs> you've done what was, what, what is, is seen to be the norm in America, but unfortunately um, you came out of a situation that was not uh, normal for someone because you're very well adjusted by being married for 27 years and two children. But the yeah. situation you came out of was not the family that you have right now. Right, that's correct. 
So now you you you've written this book, and the book is about your past before your husband, before the kids, and all. Um, share with us a little bit about your story, Sharon, and we're gonna we want to get into your book and maybe dig into um, your story. And prayerfully, your story will help someone else as we're we're having our discussion. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's the main purpose of me writing the book is to help others, um, let them know they are not alone and that they can be bona fide conquerors as well. But uh, when I was coming up, I, I, I was raised in a Christian home. Both my parents professed to be um, preachers and um, My dad, he uh, molested me. When I turned 13, he started sexually uh, uh, molesting me. Um, I'm sorry. Take your time, Sharon. We're, we're, uh, this is very sensitive subject matter, and so you take your time. Okay, so um, he started molesting me, and my mama, she was not there for me. And um, so when it started happening, I didn't feel comfortable telling her, of course. Um, so I let it go on and he started making threats to me, saying that if I did tell that he would hurt me or anyone else that I told and other threats he made to me. And um, so that just, that just, that just kept me quiet. Right. And um so I just, um, he wouldn't let me have friends. He wouldn't really let me go anywhere. The, uh, the main thing I knew in life was church, school, and the abuse. That basically was my, my life. My God. Um, my how, dad, how, he, how did you, Sharon, because, you know, like I said, you know, I told you in the green room, if we say something that that um, is, is too sensitive for you to, to share with, just tell me, there's, there's no problem. Um, but how did you, in your mind, as a 13 year old, when this first occurred, how did you balance that? Did you say to yourself, you did something wrong? How, how, how did you, at the, as a, as a 13 year old little girl, how did you, how did you balance that in your mind? How did you, you, you reconcile that in your mind that here it is, my father, we go to church, I'm going to school, I'm a little girl. And this has happened to me that first time. How did you balance that? You know, I, I really don't know. I never, never once thought it was my fault because okay, I was, I was the, the shy, skinny girl, you know, and I didn't, I didn't do anything to, to make this come to me. So I knew right. it wasn't my fault. I, I Good, couldn't understand Sharon. why it was happening, but, um, so, you know, I know it was just God that kept me because I didn't know what to do. Um, and like I said, when he started making the threats, that that really kept me quiet. But um, no, I never thought that was my fault. Good. Well, and I know I do, uh, you know, I have done some counseling over the years, mm -hmm. the last 30 years. And a lot of the victims I've talked to that have gone through this, unfortunately, uh, especially when they're that young, so you 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 had a little bit more of a understanding of yourself and and understanding that you didn't do anything wrong. Um, one of the things that victim victimizers do is to make the victims think it was their fault, 
And so, um, and your dad even did that with the threats that even though that piece, he didn't say it was your fault, but if somebody gets hurt after this, you telling it's going to be your fault. So that those are, those are, those are control, um, levers that the abuser uses. Sharon, what I like to do is to take a little break. And then when we come back, we want to continue our discussion about your book, The Bonafide Conqueror. And I want to give the audience some statistics as we move forward, okay? Okay. All right. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. We are talking with uh, Amazon bestselling author, Sharon Quarles, who has written a book, A Bonafide Conqueror. We'll be right back after these messages. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country and this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show, where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www.drajrbutler.com. And we're back. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. And let me give you these these statistics, guys, because you need to understand. Uh, we're talking with Sharon Quarles, who is best-selling uh, Amazon best-selling author, who's written a book, A Bonafide Conqueror. Um, when I read the statistic uh, early on, when I think I was working on my master's degree, I'm a PhD, one another. You know that seventy percent of all women. Uh, have been molested. Seventy percent of all women have been uh, been molested. I, I'm, I'm I'm constantly asking my daughters, you know, if, if anybody, even my wife, you know, even at her age and everything, you know, she go through this. So that means for every 100 women that we know, or let's just break it down for every 10 women that we know, um, the possibilities are seven of them have gone through some molestation. Some, uh, if it has not been sexually verbal. Uh, some type of abuse in, in the course of their lives. Um, this is something that we've got to change in society. It, it, it's, it's really, really 
nobody should have to live their life being knowing that they're going to be harassed or molested or, or anything along those lines. Uh, the other statistic is, and this is from the CDC, that says um, one in three. I just want you to keep that that number in mind. Nearly one in five women have experienced um, completely completed or attempted rape during their lifetime. One in five women. One in three females that have been rape victims have experienced it the first time between age 11 and 17 year old, years old. One in eight females have been were rape victims reported that it occurred before age 10. We've got to make sure we protect our babies, protect our girls. Uh, the statistics on men on men are almost as similar as they are, and this is if they have reported the rape, even with men. But we've got to protect our, our young young ladies. And my guest today, unfortunately, her abuse started at age 13 by her father. First of all, I can't even wrap my head around that. I can't wrap my head around um, raping anybody, but um, going through a molestation or anything like that with my own daughter, I can't even wrap my mind around that. So we want to welcome back Sharon, Sharon Quarles, uh, back to Moments of Grace. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. So before the break, Sharon, you were sharing with us uh, all you had was church, school, and home, and and you knew this was nothing that that you brought about yourself. Um, you said that your mom your mom was in the home, but was she just disconnected from what was going on, or or what was going on in your mind? Because I know you can't speak to what your mother's thought process was then. But what did you perceive was going on with your mother? The reason she did not see this going on. Um, like you said, I, I don't know. But, you know, as, when I grew up, I tell myself, I know she had to know. Okay. But um, a lot of time I just felt like she just didn't care about me. And, you know, wasn't, wasn't worried about what was going on. But. I really don't know. I can't answer that. Gotcha. Well, like I said, in, but in your mind, you felt she knew. In my mind, I felt she knew. Okay. Okay. Well, share with me why you felt well, she I, may have known. I, I felt she knew. You know when I, you know when I got older. But as a child, I mean, I don't know what I thought. Uh, but when I got old, you know, out the house, I was like, she had to know. Right. But. I just felt like she wasn't, you know, protecting me. That's um, right. Some things that that went on in the house is like um, there's no way she could not have known. It just didn't seem seem normal, so there's no way possible yeah, it, she it, could it not have known. Right. right. And and as a as a mother, you, uh, daughters or or sons or, or one of each for yourself. Oh yeah, I have a daughter and one son. So, so you would know at, at all times, and plus, your radar is going to be you, you. Your your radar is going to be extra because of what you went through, right? But, but you're right. you're sensitive as a mother. You're sensitive to what's going on with your daughter, correct? Exactly. Yes. So if you if you would 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 pantomime what how you feel about your daughter 
and then I guess you would ask yourself, why couldn't my mother have known this? Because I know with my own daughter, and like I say, even with me, I'm I'm a guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my daughters are they're, they're constantly tell me, well, Dad, you know, this is something female that's going on, or this, that, and other. But if something doesn't mm-hmm. seem right as a dad, my my radar is up. You know, there's just right. <laughs> there's just no way possible. Exactly. That, you know, so 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 I'm I'm with you 100. percent because I've, I've known a I've known another family that was like this and the young lady had been molested by her stepfather from age six to 19. And mm. the mother says she didn't know what was going on. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Well, I won't say it because like I said, some people listening in the audience, they would know who I'm talking mm. about. But anyway, um, but I just found it amazing that she said that she did not know. And, and this this animal and i can't say that about anyone else i'm talking about how i felt this animal abused this baby from age six to 19 you know for anyway it it Mm -hmm. just i just find it very odd as a parent that you don't realize it's going on now like i said in that situation it was a stepfather but in this situation Mm -hmm. this is your blood father right Yes, yes. My God, my God. Yes. And I even told Mama, you know, when I grew up, I'm like, Mama, I said, you had to know. And she said the same word, I didn't know. I said, Mama, you had to know. And I just, you know, at that time, I knew she had to know, and but she kept denying it. And I was like, Mama, first of all, let's just say you didn't know. That's not going to make the case any better because you as a mother should sense that something was wrong with me. I said, I know if my daughter be playing outside, I only had my daughter then. Mm -hmm. I said, if she was playing outside and come in, if she thumped her toe, I knew if she'd come back in the house, I can tell by the look on her face that something was wrong with her. Yeah, I said, so, you know, that doesn't make it any better. But I said, I do believe you know, you knew. So, so from age 13 um the, and and with that with that heaviness Sharon did you feel depressed at any time did, did you feel withdrawn um could your friends tell something was different or you just put a mask on and kept on smiling or what I I think I pretty much put a mask on and you know, since I wrote my book, I have a lot of, of my classmates telling me they would have never known, but mm-hmm. um, I'm like, so that might explain why I was so quiet in school. I mean, I was very, you know, just just shy. Right. <laughs> but, you know, um, but I guess I put on a mask, and mm-hmm. but I have a cousin who told me the other days, um, since we've been talking about my book and stuff, she said that I used to tell her that I wanted to kill myself. Hmm. And so, and she didn't, you know, she was, she was like a year older than me. So she didn't, you know, take that serious and she didn't know why, but she said, now it makes sense to her. So I guess, you know, I was depressed. I wanted to die. Um, but also I put on a mask. I got you. I got you. Um, Trying to protect my family trying to protect your family and and as people are listening look guys um like i said um you know having children is one of the most selfish things we do our children deserve love they deserve a peaceful environment at that point 
whoever the abuser is, they have broke the trust of the family. And so the main thing is protecting that child above all things. And if that means mom and dad have to split, if that means dad goes to jail, if that means um, yeah. whatever, you know, the, the main thing is because, I, like I said, that's our selfishness that bring these children in the world. And the moment you break, um, that that's a sacred trust. That's taboo. You you don't you don't touch mm-hmm. family members. That's taboo. The moment mm-hmm. you've done that, you have broken trust. And the reality is, the family dynamic is, is doomed at that point because somewhere along the line, I've seen children that have went as far um, sharing to commit suicide behind that. Um, as you right. said, your cousin said that you kept wanting to die. I can, I can imagine your innocence is stolen. I can imagine all of this is taken from you. Your future is taken from you. And and then to have your father threaten you on top of that, it just could not have been um, a, a, a great situation. And my heart goes out to you, my friend. My heart truly goes out to you. Thank you. Um, what we're going to do at this point, Sharon, because I want to do um, two episodes with you. And so um, for those that are listening, I want you all to come back. There's more to Sharon's story, but I want you to come back and listen to the rest of Sharon Cole's story, uh, a bona fide conqueror, because she definitely is. And we're going to, in episode two, we want to dig more into a book. We talked about the kind of the origins uh, laid the groundwork for the book. But when we come back, we want to talk about the book. So Sharon, before we go, because uh, my guests, I mean, my listeners are going to listen to the part two, but just in case they don't, or they don't have an opportunity to listen um, for a few days or a month or so, how can people get your book? And how can they get in contact with you if they need it to have you to come in and talk with their groups? Um. You can uh, get the book on Amazon. Uh, the book is listed under books, so make sure you put books in the thing instead of all, because uh, people have been having trouble getting uh, uh, coming, you know, bringing the book up. But if you put in books, it should pop up, and then put in Sharon Quarles, and it should come right up. And um, what else you want me to say? <laughs> if people need to get in contact, are you are you willing to come and speak with groups, or maybe a church, or? Um, uh, about to share with share your story. Are you willing to do any speaking engagements or? I you... can. I guess yes. I guess you can reach. I guess give my phone number. Well, I, w- I wouldn't um, give. I wouldn't give your phone number out. Maybe your email. Yeah. <laughs> maybe your email and your yeah. Facebook page. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Email is squarles, the number eight at bellsouth.net. That's S. Quarles, my last name, the number eight at bellsouth.net. And what about your and Facebook page or any, any social at, media? Yeah, Facebook, Sharon Quarles. You can um, find, find the information there. Wonderful, wonderful. And so, Sharon, I want to thank you for being with us on uh, this episode. And, uh, um, uh, I know the the next episode is going to be just as as good as this one is. Uh, And again, we we give you uh, our condolences for your innocence. But we also thank you for writing this book because I truly feel this book is going to touch lives. Okay. Thank you. 
And this is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and we've been talking with Sharon Qualls, who's written book, A Bonafide Conqueror. Look, dear hearts, um, we owe it to our children to be the best parents that we can be. If you see your child in any other dynamic other, other than someone that God has placed in your life to love and to take care of, then you probably need to separate yourself from the family before you do anything that's detrimental to the innocence of that child. You need to release yourself from the family. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk with Sharon about the rest of her book. And we're going to also share with, uh, with you what Sharon thinks um, people need to do in order to protect their children. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. And this is a moment of grace. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you for episode two of Bonafide Conqueror.